please enter room 2008. Welcome back to Room 2008. We are live on a Friday night at twitch.tv slash room 2008 ENT. Uh, y'all are in for a scary treat tonight. If you're um, on Twitch with us or if you're listening to the podcast, we're going to be going over uh, some ghost stories, the paranormal, uh, some entities. I know Peter's kind of sad because he was under the impression we were going to be talking about titties tonight, but we're actually talking about <laughs> entities. Um, so Damn Peter it. likes. If Peter looks a little down tonight, that's what that was. He came unprepared. Um, he had the lotion by the computer, and now he's all sad. So I've had all this stuff ready. No. <laughs> been practicing all week. <laughs> he is Mr. Peter Geist. How are you doing tonight? Good. Good. Ready to talk about some uh, spooky stories. Yep, yep. Me as well. Um, got a couple real uh, personal stories that we're going to go over, as well as some legends from across the country. And... Down on the bottom, if you're watching this on Twitch or on Spotify, we have Mr. Lance, a.k.a. Haunted House. How you doing, Lance? Man, I'm doing well. Hey, you playing some music in the background when we do this? No. Oh. It, may, it may not. I can't do it on here. I mean, oh, I can. Okay. I can, but it's it not going to work right. So I'm, yeah, I'm too, a, too much trouble, I guess. I'm going to add it post. Okay. Oh, cool. cool. Nice. So. Yeah, because normally we uh, we cut it on with the music, you know, and I was looking forward to that. I didn't know what the, what the situation was. Speaking yeah. of the situation, we need to get them on. Yeah, I know. I wish but, you, um, could, you could do you could do jump scares and post. You could really make the music intense. I could when our stories get really good. I could just well, zoom in on you, like we I were talking put, about I it. I could I could put that picture with your mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it earlier, and, uh, and I was like, "Hey, I was listening to a podcast for like fifteen minutes, and realized they still hadn't even talked about anything relevant, but the music." kept me connected because i felt like any mm. moment it was going to get suspenseful you know because they had like music in the background that's what we need we got to keep the viewers yeah, yeah it'd be cool to have like a vibe behind us right yeah. that's why i didn't play the music at the beginning because if i'm going to have it throughout the episode then you know you can just okay. edit it in okay you nice play yeah. that song you made from the what last episode or the episode before last with the knife yeah. slashes yeah i'll put that in i'll Should put that, that in post Speaking mm-hmm. of which, yes, that is my album, Haunted Hours, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer. Deezer. <laughs> Deezer nuts. That's, that's but, a real, uh, I don't know, I got an email saying it was available on Deezer now. I don't even know what that is. So. Oh, oh. I, I thought it was a joke at it. No, it's a, it's a music yeah. platform. Oh, okay. That's cool. So, Deezer. I thought it was a D's nuts joke. I was trying to, I was trying to make one, but it didn't, didn't come out right. So. <laughs> well, so, Lance, glad to be on tonight. doesn't come out right. Yeah, Lance, you have a guest next to you. I do, I do. You can go ahead and do the uh, old introduction. No, that's all right. Viewers... The stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I mean, I guess we'll go straight into everything then, because uh, <laughs> when we start, you know, it's going to get deep and dark, and yes, deep and dark. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to pause at certain moments to see what, what comes up. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and ghouls, let's give a bone-chilling welcome to our fearless ghost guru, who is so fearless, she is here with us for another round of the Haunting Hysteria. We have the one, the only ghost whisperer herself, that was hard, ghost whisperer herself, ghost whisperer. in the room with us tonight. <laughs> you know her as Amy, Amy, Amy T. Beale. <laughs> How do they know me? <laughs> I slowed down. You know her as Amy T. Beale, but we know her as the aficionado of eerie escapades. She's the mm -hmm. trick in the trick or treat, the sister who puts the hoe in hocus pocus. So grab your favorite adult <laughs> beverage for those extra dose of liquid courage and let's prepare for a night of fact checking and storytelling that'll make even the bravest souls check under their beds before lights out. So thank you so much for showing up tonight nice. and welcome again to room 2008. Thank you for having me. For Look one, we didn't like. think you were uh, <laughs> actually going to uh, show up. So, yeah. Oh, I'm going to. I want to make an adjustment here. Is that the sun? <laughs> uh, thanks for having me again. We're, we're, gl we're glad you're here. I know you're uh, very knowledgeable on this on these subjects, so it's going to be a good and scary conversation tonight. It's one of my favorite subjects. I love anything spooky, anything scary. Uh, I, I love it all. So I know a good bit about a lot of it, so... Don't quote me on anything I say. I just yeah. have a good idea of a lot of spooky things. Same here. Nice. Peter? I got I got a couple things. I want to give the viewers a choice. We almost had a few other guests. I had to step out. Ghosts? They would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two little ghosts. <laughs> I got to fix my light here. Yeah, so uh, thank you for showing up. For real. I know you already talked about it. Um, you had some other things going on and uh so i appreciate you making time for us uh thank you for having me i really enjoyed last time and i'm, I'm really looking forward to this time too i, I really enjoy it hey yep. speaking of uh hocus pocus so i have a trivia question for you okay let's see. all right do you can you name off all three of the sisters in hocus pocus oh gosh and if you can which one would you want to be which was uh well anyways you know you know the well, you know which one was the hoe no, oh, focus. <laughs> she also started a show, Sex and City, so we can go figure that one. Well, there was Winifred, Sarah, and Mary. Holy shit! She got it? it. Let's check the Sanderson <laughs> sisters. <laughs> did, I check? did I get it? <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> Uh, Winnie Sanderson, Yay! Sarah Sanderson, and Mary Sanderson. Now, oh, wow. One, uh, well, you know what's funny is Sarah actually used her the, the same name. That's how I remember that. Winnie, was Winnie the uh, the main character? Yes. Okay, Winnie was. Yes. Winnie was, uh, what's her face? I'm looking right at her. From Beaches. From Beaches. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Winnie was the, the buck to <laughs> witch, right? Yes. Uh she sings the rose. I, I know who she is. Yeah, she put a spell on all of us, <laughs> and it was glorious. Yeah, she yeah. had she had buck teeth. That sounds like sounds like uh, Peter's name for next episode: the Buck Tooth Witch. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, oh, what are you gonna... trying to figure out? 
her name. I like uh, her actress name. You know, I was going to copy and paste her name. So I thought, oh, that's relevant. Sorry. <laughs> it's going to bug me until I... I'll remember it when the show's over. Well, let's look at that. It's not Barbara Streisand or anything, whatever. No, not Barbara. <laughs> not Barb. Not old Barb. All right. Well, um, <laughs> hey, somebody who's close to their keyboard, because I'm not, y'all look it up, the cast. Yeah, I would love to do that, but... Um... <laughs> but, we so have, but we have a show to do so peter's on it look at him let me move all the beer cans we cannot move on until we know <laughs> if anybody's you know listening in oh, want hey, to chat just got a notification that the show started i can't find the remote for my monitor <laughs> ask us questions Make fun sorry of peter, guys. i can't look anything so up that- well, in the meantime, while Peter's looking for that, uh, if you are on the podcast, check out the episode description so you can follow us on all the social media oh stuff, uh, Twitter, TikTok, everything. Um, we're going to try and keep these videos yeah, up on Twitter as well. So if you don't catch the live stream on there, um, they they should be left up. If we have to edit stuff, I'll reload it, re-upload it to Twitter uh, so we can have it there as well. So Was it Bette Midler? It was Bette Midler. Sorry if there everybody it is. was yelling uh, at me that they knew you. who it was. <laughs> I know who she was. I, I just started like... Look it up. So thank you for and that. Of course, there's Sarah Jessica Parker. I can't tell you who the third one was. It was uh, she was Mary. I, I don't. She was pretty her known. Name. What other movies? She, she was was the voice of Peggy in King of the Hill. No kidding. Yeah. What? No, she's, just, she's kidding. So we're not talking about Buck Tooth. We're talking about the bigger lady. <laughs> Can I say that the the one who had the hair twirl, the one who wrote the vacuum. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, so uh, Lucifer over here has never seen that movie. <gasps> okay. Never. Which is you should though. Like, I think we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. I via chat. I know it's become a very basic Halloween thing, but it's only in recent years. Don't hold it against the movie. It was a cult classic for the longest time. It's just recently been discovered and become basic. I might try it out. We'll see. It's so hmm. good. Good. That's a step. It is really yeah. good. I will I will vouch for it. Some people stole it and made it basic, but don't hold it against the movie. I get a few more goblets down me. uh, It's great. (laughs) So um, what will happen? (laughs) So, Amy, are you prepared to drink out of the goblet tonight? I feel honored to drink out of the goblet that you found. Okay. Peter, do you have your goblet? The blood in there. I can't find it. I won't ask. So I found it in the liquor drawer, the one place I didn't look for a a drink. (laughs) All that yeah. other liquor was in front of it. Yeah, so uh, we're we're filling up. What are y'all drinking tonight? Where's your liquor? <laughs> <laughs> He's so uncomfortable. It was a piece of furniture. Liquor? I didn't even know her. <laughs> I'm not surprised it came from Lucifer. Oh, that was great. I'm drinking a high noon tonight. What flavor? Well, it's funny because you are high, but it's not noon. Uh, uh, indeed. Uh, now I know what. What does that say? Lemon. Nice. Yep. All right. So, what's on the uh, what's the topics tonight? The agenda. Um, yeah, ghost stories. We're going to be going over some of the haunted places in America, and we're going to be going over uh, a couple. Of y'all have some personal paranormal experiences that we're going to go over a little bit. And apparently, Peter has a cliffhanger um, of what he he's going to talk about, and he's going to let if we do ever get some uh, get some remote viewers in here, we'll um, we'll let them choose. If not, we'll we'll do it here. We have uh, three others of us. We'll do a we'll do a vote. So there's a tiebreaker if need be so that's a good idea that's a good idea but without further ado lance if you want to go ahead and uh walk into the darkness all right well let's do it so i kind of want to start the night off with the amityville 
Fuck yeah. A lot of, a lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> <know that. laughs> we got a little too excited about that. Have you seen the movie? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's start with that. That's a hell of an appetizer. <laughs> Can't wait for the entree. Uh, so Amityville. Um, Ronald Joseph DeFeo Jr. In the infamous Amityville horror case. So if anybody's looked into this case, there's a little bit behind it. I'm going to go into it, and then we have a few things to talk about tonight. So I want you to chime in, too. Okay. Apparently, you have some, you know, some defensive, uh, I don't know how you want to say it, some debunks, I guess, yeah, on some, this. So we'll debunks. get into that. Just a little. Just a couple. So Ronald Joseph DeFeo was an American man who was convicted of murdering his parents and four siblings in their Amityville, New York home on November 13th. I wonder if that was a Friday. Let's check. What year was it? 74? 1974. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that'd be that crazy. And then if it is a Friday, they're like, oh, he waited for Friday. No, whatever. And then and then so, it was and then Friday the 13th was stolen by the Jason franchise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. If it's true. So the case gained widespread attention due to the mysterious circumstances surrounding the murders. After the killings, DeFeo claimed that he was coerced by voices he heard in the house to carry out the uh, heinous hacks. I didn't read this before. So he alleged <laughs> that these voices belonged to evil spirits. His trial began on October 14th. Let's see if that's a Friday. I'm just I just looked. Um, <laughs> the day of the murders was a Wednesday. Oh, damn it. Wouldn't that have been something? So his trial began October 14th, 1975. See, so a year. Uh, okay. Yeah. So a year. Wow. And uh, he was found guilty of six counts of second degree murder. He was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison for each count. And he was found six counts. Damn. I'm not going to do that math. So um, there's a lot of, you know, back and forth, this kind of, uh, did the whole um where the movies came from you know the voices you know different things like that however there's a lot of mysterious counts for his story in that for one he killed his family with a rifle and if everybody you know if anybody shot a rifle or a gun i mean even a handgun uh you know it's gonna make some noise but everybody was found in their beds like like under the covers, like they were sleeping. Oh, that's right. weird. And he shot everybody with a rifle. Uh, that's which was, weird. Yeah, it's really bizarre. You know, they were also found face down. All of them were found like face oh. down in their bed too. So maybe it was like a hostage situation or something. Um, um, there's no good explanation even to this day of why no one heard it. Like even neighbors said they never heard anything. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Though. Uh, when where did the rifle situation come in? Then, like maybe uh, they saw he bullet claims, wounds and he only had a rifle or something. Well, he, he claims that? that a woman, like a, a a dark figure of a woman, handed him the gun and told him to do it. And it was supposed to go towards the insanity plea. He was trying to go get off for insanity. Yeah, and it was something that uh his lawyer was really trying to push. Mm. Uh, but. A lot of people think, like, I guess to this day who think about Annieville, they think like, oh, you know, it's the whole the devil made me do it aspect. And, uh, but it wasn't, 
in real life, like a snap thing. He was a troubled kid for a long time. Like he actually, that was not. Oh, was that what they told you? Yeah. <laughs> well, like it was he had yeah. actually the voices <laughs> pointed a shotgun at his dad before this and pulled oh, the trigger shit. and the shotgun like misfired, like it didn't work. And that was the only reason his, his dad didn't die. Wow. So it, this was not like a weird random snap thing. Like he had had moments, like he Ronnie Jr., that is the one who's who's done this. And he also went by Butch, but um another time he was hunting with a friend had a rifle and made a joke. Like he pointed it to his friend and freaked his friend out. And he's like, I'm just joking. And yeah. Friend, I hate people like that. That's just, you know, and his friend was like, uh, that's don't make jokes about killing me. Like he, it was his, it freaked his friend out a lot. And as soon as everybody in town heard about what happened to the family, everybody automatically assumed, Oh, Ronnie did it. Like it wasn't a question. Like they automatically figured he had done it because mm. he was so troubled. Like it wasn't like this weird snap. The devil made me do it. Like, the, his lawyer was trying the to devil made him do it years before it happened. There was a pattern. Yeah. Yes. Like, it wasn't like this weird snap. We're not ruling the devil. Out every, I think that a lot of people think it might've been now, but it, it was a buildup. Like there was lots of things that built up to this aggression towards his dad and towards his family. And he was real. Well, his name was Butch for one. I mean, I mean, I feel like that right there is the character can't write, you know? I can't think of a joke for that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh -uh. Here's for jokes. Come on. It's real sad. <laughs> but I can't say it. Right. <laughs> so uh, you were you were you were talking about his attorney. Mm -hmm. So um, what did I have on here? So DeFeo's defense lawyer William Weber claimed that his research showed that the house was built on land owned at one time by John Ketchum. Mm -hmm. Have you heard about John Ketchum? Actually, I don't know a lot about John Ketchum. What about y'all? Not familiar. Mm -mm. So, uh, John Ketchum was a real man who existed at uh, in Amityville. He was born in Washington County, Maryland, in May 1784. When it's crazy to think 1784, huh. like that's just so long ago. Um, when John was two, uh, that's when he was. Uh, yeah, when he was two. His family moved to uh, from Maryland to Kentucky, settling down in Shelbyville in 1803. John married Elizabeth Parsi, which I don't it's relevant, but they had six children in Kentucky and another six in the uh, Indiana God Territory. Bless her. That's Jeez. twelve kids. I had to read that like three times, just making sure I wasn't going to butcher that. Good God! It's like get a Butch. hobby. Do you like that? I so, uh, get a hobby. <laughs> I think he, I think you found a hobby. I was about to say, get a hobby. <laughs> Take up yo-yoing anything. <laughs> Jesus, God. start a farm, do something. <laughs> All right. So uh, he was self. He was a self-taught uh, surveyor, building contractor, even a judge. His official title was Colonel John Ketchum. Was gained from his help in killing the Native Americans who were in the Indiana Territory. He was also a founding father of Brownstown, Indiana, and given the title of General Andrew Jackson's elector. Um, so he came to the newly named Amityville because he was forced out of Salem. He was uh, supposedly practicing witchcraft, Ooh. and John set up residence within 500 feet where uh george lutz now lived i think that's what the movie's based on the yeah, lutz so family right is that right i never yeah. saw it so the the what happened in amityville like the 
the books and the movies are not so much based on what happened with the DeFeo family as much as what happened with the Lutz family. So he was, um, he set up residence within 500 feet of where George Lutz now lived, continuing his alleged devil worship. The, what well, says that? It was like the witchcraft scenarios. But uh, the account also claimed he was buried somewhere on the northeast corner of the property. And then um, it's, it's just crazy that he has a history of witchcraft uh, killings. You know, he was pretty known for being the main person to go out and, I don't know if they organized it, if he had a team, but apparently he was the one going out there and killing these Native Americans to get them off the land. and um, Pretty serious stuff. And Amityville just happens to be right there on his land. I thought it was pretty interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't hear. I've never heard about the uh, that part of it, the whole Ketchum connection. I had heard that um, they were trying to say, and I say they, like the whole, the team trying to defend him was trying to blame it on like this idea of like a, an Indian curse, like a Native American curse there, I guess because of what had happened with uh, apparently what Ketchum had done. Well, there was a Native American. So you mean, so yeah, good point. Uh, Native Americans deem this area as an enemy graveyard. So back mm-hmm. in the day, they would cast out their enemy to this area and leave them for dead. Oh, wow. So uh, it was believed spirits crossed over much easier in this area. And if you were alone with no food or water, it was certain death. Yikes. And oh, wow. uh, to be cast out to this area was considered a type of execution. So literally, wow. they would, instead of just executing the individual, they would cast them out to this area. And they were it's like, you know, the deserts and stuff. Basically, you call it a desert, but it's not a desert. Um, but they were so in belief of the spirits that was that resided at this area that you were doomed if you were left there alone. Now that's scary. Yeah. It's also believed that, uh, this area, uh, lies within the, uh, ley lines or the vortices, the vortex shite of energy and magnetic phenomena. Um, actually drew, I sent you a link, uh, Lucifer on the valve vortices, but, but the link to that, which I found very interesting on this link because it's a website that shows you where all this, like the hot spots are. And, but yeah, the ley lines are basically, they just go in all these random different areas, but they're straight lines, you know? Yeah. And this area does fall within a certain ley line. I don't know if the website I sent you the link actually shows the actual line. Is it vortex hunters? What's that? Which is it? The vortex hunters link? Yeah. 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 So uh, the difference is, though, you know, you have uh, ley lines in the vortexes, and then you have uh, the valve vortices, which are two different types of scenarios. They all, they're intertwined, but they're different subjects. You know, the valve vortices was created by another, uh, you know, expert in that field, and he has certain areas, but these ley lines go throughout. And so there's a long history, and the reason I even brought it up, there's a long history of, the uh, Indian territory, you know, the native Americans that kind of said that land is cursed and, um, and all the, and it was basically just a graveyard, an enemy graveyard, native hmm. Americans. That's how bad it was. Wow. Well, yeah, they tried to use that in uh, court to support the whole uh, insanity plea that he was, had he had heard these voices and was out of his control and stuff, but obviously it didn't work because he was convicted. Um, but um do you know much about what happened after the um, the Lutzes moved in? No. Uh, 
Well, the, the house was sitting on market and um, the lettuce were moving in and it was significantly lower in yeah, price. I heard about that. Um, $80,000. Yeah. $80,000 in New York. Right. Now, Amityville. Anyway. And so, um, so they, they jumped on the case because it was a magnificent deal. They, they probably were, didn't have a realtor. Well, they were told by the realtor. Oh. What <laughs> they were told <laughs> what happened and um, they accepted it. They moved in. Now, apparently they were not religious, but based on what happened, they reached out to a priest to come and bless the house. Hmm. And because, you know, I will say anything demonic, you call the Catholics. They have all the answers. They'll help you out, apparently. Yeah, they're like, what ghost do you have? Ghost? Yeah. Calling the Catholics. So the priest comes in. He's blessing the house. And he goes up to a second floor to a bedroom. Allegedly, what happens is the priest hears a demonic disembodied voice that says, get, get out. out. Right. And yeah. so the priest is immediately like, don't don't go in that bedroom. Stay away from that bedroom. Just it's not good. They they go in the bedroom like they don't they don't <laughs> listen to him. So they push they, the button. They, they just they're like, OK, thanks. But anyway, and so, you know, immediately coming in, it's small things like noises, whatever, what have you. And so this is the part that the where the movies always take place, where the book comes in and where they see like. Um, the house never warms up no matter how much fire they add or how much they turn up the heat. It's always cold or they hear voices. The daughter starts seeing an imaginary friend um, that she names Jody. Uh, they uh, slime comes on the walls, like all these crazy things start happening and they didn't stay long. Actually, they end up in real life moving out very suddenly. Like they left all their furniture. They just up and left. Um, also the, the dad of, of strong atheist going in, after living at the house became Catholic, devout Catholic. The whole family started becoming like turned to religion. Like we're very affected by it. Uh, I want to preface. I think that the house had some things going on. I think producers and media and like other stuff came in and like embellished a bunch of stuff. Like right. there, there's always some truth in any story. Yeah. So, so because there's gotta be a medium somewhere. Well, after, I mean, this is actually a part of like, the Ed and Lorraine Warren actually came in and did a whole thing too. And they came into the house. Um, and so after it kind of got they more did, publicity. They? So uh -huh. they were kind of like the people you call when you had things go down and you want them to show up, kind of be the ghostbuster. They kind of like poltergeist. So they had gotten some um, recognition from some previous cases. Uh, they had established like a, uh, the new England paranormal society, society. like a whole thing. And uh, she was a clairvoyant and he was a demonologist, a self-proclaimed, self-made demonologist, but actually became recognized by the Catholic Church. Like they saw him as. Oh, really? They legitimized it. Like, yeah, we actually also see him as that. I wonder if the priests felt like they needed to study that subject based on what they were. I mean, he uh, I will say they actually brought in a lot of community whenever they did their research. Like they would bring in priests, they would bring in police, like they would reach out to the community when they did stuff too. So they had connections and a whole network of stuff when they did research. But, um, but anyway, so once they moved out, they were um, the author of the original book, the Emneville horror. And I don't remember his name, but he reached out to them and he interviewed them and from different sources I've heard and seen was that he would kind of get them to over embellish like the whole slime thing. Apparently like that was never a thing. Yeah, it never happened. 
that never happened. Like that was the author of the book saying, so you saw slime, right? And they were like, no. And he's like, but you saw slime. But it'd be cool if you did. But you, but you did. <laughs> and so like, but so he was really, a slime everywhere or just in one room. So they would claim like they would see it in like, according to his book, they'd see it in different places. All, all over I got you. And stuff. And, and also then, like, there'd be like, black sludge coming from the toilets yeah like which it, which i which immediately peter's toilets do that so oh it's my like God. I knew it was gonna be a, a peter toilet thing <laughs> no, but seriously that was a uh yeah described in the book and also it um it was supposedly like the chemicals the police put in there and it was just like residue from that Hmm. Yeah, so they took off on little things and just really over embellished it, and the movie just took it out of control. So, yeah. I mean, I think that based on the the territory, I think there definitely could be some paranormal things happening. I just don't think it was the extent that it was made. It's made out to be because the Lutz moved out, but there was another family that bought the house after them, and there was no. They didn't record anything that happened. Like they said, we have no issues. Like we don't hear anything. Like we have no problems. Mm -hmm. But yeah. some other people also said that let's believe they brought the let's claim they brought the whatever it was with them when they moved. Cause they said even when they moved, they still heard the stuff like that traveled with them. And that's right. why the family moving in didn't experience anything. Let's, let's take a sidebar mm. real quick. Peter, I see you're sitting over there stewing on this. Do you I think am. ghosts? are more likely to uh, attach themselves to a property or, or a house or something like that, or, or, or a person. I think if, if uh, horrible atrocities such as, uh, you know, war and, you know, mass death happen in one specific area, I wouldn't want to build a house on top of it. That's kind of where I'm at. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So that's gotta, that's gotta have some sort of lasting effect. I would say, uh, all, although it could be just projection because, you know, people down through history know that this place, a lot of bad stuff happened here. So that makes them uh, sort of imagine, you know, or, uh, you know, expect weird things to happen. And they sort of project it into their own reality, if that makes any sense. Right. Um, but I, I mean, it sounds like some weird stuff was indeed some paranormal stuff was indeed happening. I mean, if the guy w used a rifle, how come nobody heard it? That's that is really creepy to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where the paranormal stuff comes in for me. Yeah, there's a big glitch with our internet, and we're over here talking because so, Peter, you're sitting there as still as can be as you're talking, and it's creepy. Oh, really? and all <laughs> oh, oh, there must be some paranormal stuff. It's really because... delayed. I don't know if it's mine or yours or whoever's, but uh, Peter, you didn't you didn't tell us you have a guest with you. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, now, now he's talking. It was bizarre. We're sitting here just looking at you, just staring into the camera, talking. Your mouth is. I just thought it was like weird. Like you're yeah. really good with like just throwing your voice. Maybe maybe we should <laughs> have, maybe we should change subjects. Come up. Yeah. Here, what's up behind you, <laughs> Mr. Sacco? No. Um, <laughs> but um, where were we at? I've Sorry. um. There's also. On the record, uh, the lawyer, Mr. Weber or Weber, whatever his name was, uh, mm -hmm. went on the record and said this was all for a book deal. Yeah. Uh, that he and uh, the Lutzes basically came up with it over a few bottles of wine. Came up with the mm -hmm. entire story. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's move on. I mean, y'all know polygraph tests, whatever, but... Both the Lutz, the mom and the dad, 
they were polygraphed and they were asked questions like people like the interviewers who interviewed them read the book and asked them specific questions about like did this really happen things like that and they passed with like they were factually yeah. passed with flying colors like damn that wow. would mean that they believed what they saw actually happened yeah but, but again, the story could still be a book deal though like it, it could still know. happen and you have so, a book deal you, you can you, you can pass a polygraph you just have to know how to control your breathing control your yeah. you know or teach us as uh did. As George Costanza once oh, said, yeah. it's not a lie if you believe it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There we go. Um, I think that's where I go back to. I think things happened, but not to that extent. I don't know what right. kind of questions they were asked. They very well could have believed like, yes, it was haunted. Yes, we saw things. Yes, we heard things. But the right. live part could be like, but we didn't get chased out by demons. And, you know, we didn't see a pig person. <laughs> well they say, well you know jody actually becomes like this pig entity like jody, jody the imaginary friend that the little daughter saw because they had three kids with them and joe and their daughter started seeing this imaginary friend named she named jody said jody's whatever sounds like a tool song lance is so lost right now <laughs> he is <laughs> but, I know, right? so apparently there's in. this one big story that they go to their daughter's room and they see a pair of like eyes out the window and it's snowing. There's a light snow. And then when they go check, there's like hoof prints. Ugh. Like outside the window. I like your emphasis on that. Hoof, hoof prints. <laughs> but something I saw, and I don't remember where, so don't quote me on this, said that the date that they claim or the time frame where they claim to have seen it didn't match up with like the, the that it would be snow. Like it didn't yeah. match up with the farmer, farmer's almanac at the time. Uh, there was yeah, not yeah, even snow went, on the ground. Yeah, it, it, yeah apparently it did not snow whatever night that was. Yeah. So that, that was a, hmm. a a bug in the in the story. Interesting. Hmm. So I don't know, but then I think like if you were to ask me what, what I did last Tuesday, I'd be like getting it mixed up with Thursday maybe. You know, like maybe, I don't know. It's I don't just, know. It was I snowing. Like I No. Like I think it was snowing. Well, you know what? That might have been the day after. I don't know, but I do know my, my you know, my lights flickered and did all this other stuff. I can't remember when I saw the random hoof prints in my yard. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it was snowing. Like, maybe it was sunny. And I don't know. If degrees. it wasn't snowing, you could have seen hoof prints like in the mud or the dirt. But they, it was snow. It was in the snow. I wonder if it was a Friday. Could have been. A lot. It's a busy. Lots of busy Fridays happening. How many Friday thirteenths? Do you have uh, how many? Well, anyways, I'm not going to get on that topic. But uh, <laughs> so um, there's another family. I don't want to get into it if we're not we're not really we're still talking about uh, the Amityville stuff. But um, so I never saw the movie, and we're saying a lot of it was put into the movie, um, and they took a lot of detector tests and passed. And it was that so. All those facts were in the movies or no? Uh, they, you know, they came out with a recent movie. I have only seen the older one. I don't think I've seen the yeah, movie. It's like, it's like a little confused because there's more than one movie. It's like a whole it. universe now. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like a whole thing. Actually, fun fact, this is random. You know that Ronnie Jr., who, who did the original murders, he died in 2021. Oh, oh shit. Like, he just passed away. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Was this this guy we were just talking about? Yeah. The Ronald guy, Butch, Butch, Butch has they had, had twenty five years per. Yeah, he okay. died in like May of twenty twenty one. Like that's was that one hundred fifty years? 
Yeah. Sentence. And uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. is that right? I don't know. But uh, 25 consecutive so years, like six, since six to uh, he died in 21. Mm-hmm. Did he write a book? Did he get a book deal? I wonder if he got, I think he got interviewed once or twice. I think. Don't quote me on that, but I'm not sure. I but, don't um, know. but yeah, I'm, I'm, I know I'm pretty sure he didn't get consulted for the original book. Maybe he did. I don't know. But, hmm. but Weber or Weber, whatever, uh, the lawyer, his lawyer went on record to say that everything was a hoax. So I don't know. Yeah. But you don't hear so much about that part. Mm-hmm. So he, he went to uh, 1975. Okay. So, wow. Well, cool. uh, well, actually, I won't get into it yet. Because I was going to get into the Warrens. Like, if, if so much you of can. it was a hoax. Oh, yeah. We got a lot to cover. Let's we keep rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the next one that I wanted to bring up before we... before we I, I was, I was going to say, sorry. If you do try and look at the house on Google Maps, uh, the house and, like, everything around it is completely blurred out. It's crazy. Really? Mm-hmm. Is there somebody like living there now? I'm sure. Like, hey, I, let's let's see. Fight. Let's see who the owners yeah, are. Yeah, let's. Uh, let's yeah, it's got to be. Let's a get tour. it up. It's got to be a source. Because I can yeah. only imagine the address is something. Ocean one, Drive. Let me see. Three eleven. Three eleven. Something like that. I don't think it was three eleven. I think it's Ocean Ocean Avenue. Ocean Avenue. Oh yeah, because I always thought of like the song. The song. Ocean. <laughs> Avenue. Hey, you never pulled up the 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 valve, not the valve vortices, but the vortexes too. I did, cool. but it doesn't show. It doesn't show where everything meets up. I got gotcha. you. It's just a cool website to go. You can see where all the ghost claims are, and where oh, in America, cool. and where around the world, alien um, claims, all locations of all these claims. Oh wow! That's you know cool. and how they match up hmm. with the, uh, the vortexes and ley lines. Okay, here's the question: Amityville, the house is available. Like, would you buy it? Yes. And live in it? Oh, I would live in it. I'd buy it. I no, mean, it's like historical... and live in it. Like, would you buy it for your residential home? Uh, maybe let my kids live there. Wow, <laughs> throw your kids there. Got you a house for college. Wow. <laughs> well, he's not laughing. He's laughing, but he's not laughing on video. Oh no, it's scary. Yeah, the internet's it's delayed. It's it makes great for the show for a great night. Uh, it doesn't look like it's messing up on my end. Weird. You know, I read. I couldn't, I couldn't live in a house that I feel like is haunted. I just, it, you know, life's too short. I heard a recent radio. It definitely would be if you lived in that house. Said that they would <laughs> pretend that. <laughs> for, <laughs> he thought he was so clever. <laughs> for $10,000, they would stay the night with a friend in a haunted house. They would do it, but they would not stay alone for $1 million. Like that was a recent study that people said. They wouldn't wow. stay alone in a in a haunted house. They would not stay alone for one you know, million, but they would stay in it for ten thousand with a friend. What's that word, uh, Peter Geist? Um, so you know, before pot before this podcast, I probably would have because you know I'm like, oh, you know, what's the worst that could happen? But after having more conversations with you guys, uh, was it was it? It's not scribing. What was it called? Scrying. Scrying. Are you scrying? Scrying. scrying? Uh, so after hearing, you know, stories about that, different things that we've talked about, it, it, my my fear has gone up. Really? Yeah. So it's almost like if you're ignorant, why not take it and just go in there? But now it's like, you know, like this shit could really happen. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to stay overnight in there. But normally I would say, yeah, one night. Sure. Absolutely. You know what? But God bless. Honestly, it's the opposite effect for me. Really? The more I found out, the less 
fearful I've become, which is weird. Hmm. Yeah. So it's almost like, uh, well. it's like, I know what to expect going in and all the different theories and you stuff feel like, like you that. You can handle I become, the situation because you're expecting it. Yes. And I feel like I'd be more on it. This is going to sound corny, but more like investigative. Like not that I'm going to go out and make my own like show on history channel and like do this stuff. But I feel like I'd want to know more about the theories and why these sounds are coming up or like, What's causing that? So you'd be in the so. act with like a flashlight, be like, "Why are these creeks?" So like, Let's I wouldn't be so much joints. scared of the creeks. I want to be like, "Okay, why are they happening?" Like, I'd right. be more the investigative side of it more so than being afraid for my life. Which before would you, would you, knowing uh, all this stuff, I'd be so scared for my life. But now I'm like, "Ooh, I love going to haunted places." I'm like, "Come at me," you know, like where are the ghosts at? But you know, honestly, I, I would not want to go to like one of the featured haunted houses where people jump out at you don't oh, i will yeah. not go no I will oh, not those, go. Are, not. those are fun too i no. laughed through the, that whole thing peter oh, loves people touching him <laughs> <laughs> i've no, been to I some elaborate not. ones i will not go he goes in there and takes off all of his clothes and just kind of walks through <laughs> <laughs> yes. let it swing peter <laughs> and everyone's like a ghost <laughs> Chainsaw guys running at you and you run at him. <laughs> he starts I, running away. <laughs> I think I saw Slimer in there. He's so pale. <laughs> I can see the guy working there. Do you smell onions? <laughs> That's how you know he's near, man. Uh, you better cut that chainsaw, man. I smell onions. So um, I don't know. That's a great question, though. Do you would you would you stay tonight? Would you buy a house? I would buy it because you know we just we just talked about um um skinwalker ranch Ooh. and that dude you know he's making a killing government's researching that place you know he's making a killing Ugh, they're paying his rent but um but you know yeah so i would buy it for that but staying there nope so you do it as like a money market kind of thing because you know like you were talking about like book deals these movies and mm-hmm. there's there's money in this but um you know i mean but you, no you have to live there yeah That's- like you yeah, that's the thing. You can't you can't buy it. And let somebody else live there. You oh. have to live there. Uh, mm. Yeah, no. Yeah, and it's probably probably. I'll, uh, probably I'll edit the last ten minutes. Out. I'll do it. I'd do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lucifer? Would you buy it and live there? I think I, I don't know. It depend depends what happened there. Mm. Like like murders and stuff. Probably not. Probably not. What other kind of what would it have to be the situation where you'd be okay? Um, we are talking about situation again. Got to get them on the show, man. It's like, just like if, uh, I don't know, just someone hangs, like a ghost just hangs around the property. Like, um, I don't so know. if they were like, there's, there's like this ghost that sometimes is around. Yeah. Is like someone cool? lived on the property for, you know, all 85 years of their life and they died and can't leave it kind of thing. Yeah. What, what so about, you, about, you would uh, be okay with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. What about a now a house, I don't know. Oh, now, yeah. You know, like the Amityville house where some dude killed all six of his uh, immediate family members. That is, you know, that is a little much. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That to me know. is a little bit more uh, impactful than uh, like a you know, suicide. I would stay there. I don't know about live there. I'd spend I would, you know, a weekend or something, maybe. I'd, I'd hear one creak and weekend. scream like Ned Flanders. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, purple drape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Um, uh, 
let's go into, you know, we're kind of late. I'm going to hold this one. Let's go into uh, what y'all want to talk are about. Are we going to touch on Ed, Ed and Lorraine Warren? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. I'm not. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Molly was I saying mean, was going to say oh, something. Yeah, about it. My back's so hurt. Everybody's on my shoulders already. You know? like <laughs> I mean, I've got an audience here, right? Here, okay. Know? I'm uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about uh, the was Burn that? family. 43 uh, minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I want to hear. I want to hear a little bit about what y'all have on on that. Okay, I'll tell you what little I know. Okay. Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, they met and they really started getting up uh, and they created the Where did they meet? North. Well, actually, I learned that they met in a movie theater. A movie theater. Way mm. back in the day because she grew up extremely What movie were they watching? I didn't. <laughs> I the know, I don't know. Yeah, no, you said it. No, no, I don't know. But she went to an all-girls Catholic school, and this is all kind of irrelevant. But she went to an all-girls Catholic school, and uh, they were like, you need to meet this boy. And they went to the movie theater, and he was an usher in the movie theater. And that's how they met. Wow. Her and her mom went every Wednesday night. There you go. They were 16 years old. And they, she said it was the only, he was the only boy she had ever dated, ever. Because she was very like sheltered, very devout Catholic, and like uh, all this stuff. And then he started honestly like courting her. Like he would, they wouldn't go out on dates by themselves. He would join their family events, like to go on picnics or go and do things like that. Mm. And then he lied. A pure gentleman. Very pure gentleman. And then he lied about his age and tried to get into uh, World War II and uh, got in trouble. But at 17, he enlisted and served in, in World War II. Isn't so it crazy? Back in the day, everybody wanted to push. Everybody wanted to, try to, get to in. go. Yeah. At Man, 16, he's trying to enlist, and his dad was like, no. But at 17, you can. They bring the draft, and they're like, yes. They're so excited. Like They chose me. What a different <laughs> yeah. different mindset generation. Man. But yeah, and so, um, but yeah, and so. So he became interested in the whole paranormal, the demonology, all that stuff, because he grew up in a haunted house, and uh, his the house was haunted. And wait, what? what do, we, do we know that haunted house? Is he it like claims like that's the start. Yeah, he of said his, it was. That that was the start of his whole interest in it, and he even said that he was talking to his brother on his brother's deathbed, and his brother even said he asked his brother like, "Why weren't you ever home?" And his brother said, "I didn't want to go to the house." I said I was doing like all these things, like studying with friends or going scared. out. He said, I just didn't want to come home. And then mm. his dad was away on business and his mom was away at work and he'd have to go home alone. Oh, and he said weird. several times he'd sleep outside. He didn't want to go in the house. God, can you, can you imagine? I remember when I was younger, I'd come home, you know, and it's like lights out. Nobody's there. And it even having no reason to be scared. It's fucking scary. Yeah. And I he, can't imagine. It's like watching the mm-hmm. Sixth Sense and then going up to your bedroom every night. You sleep, but then like, but knowing your house, or, like having the belief your house is haunted, right? Like, and then your parents aren't there, or your I know, siblings. That's that's hard. And you're home alone. It's probably like a five thousand square foot home or something. And it's like mm. so many places to look for. Uh, that's that's uh, that's that's tough on a kid. Yeah. So he grew up in a haunted house, and basically that's what started his interest in it, and then. They went to some house. Gosh, 
So this, again, they went to some house where it was a known haunted house in the area. When This address. was years and years later. They got married, whatever, what have you. <laughs> They're together. They go to some house that's in the area where the, it's a known haunted house. And they literally apparently just walked up on the door. This old man answers like, hey, we just want to come in. And the old man lets them in. And they're just I talking. I think you're talking about the sand lot. Sounds like it. They, they were looking for a lost ball. They'd hit over a fence. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what they did, what they did was they were uh, traveling. He was a painter and he was trying to sell his paintings. Okay. And he painted the house and that was kind of their way in. Uh, apparently uh -huh. Lorraine had you know a little bit of charm and outgoingness to her. So she took the painting up to the guy's house, knocked on the door and was like, hey, Blah blah blah. Here's what we're doing. We actually, you know, drew a picture and, and you know did a painting of your house. Can we oh. check it out? And that that was their way in. Oh, that's mm. great. That, that cool. So they had gotten into the house, and he was telling them about all the stuff in the house. And then, apparent according to Lorraine, this was the first moment that she realized she was clairvoyant, because all since this time, which clairvoyant means like you just have, uh, you're able to sense, of course, like otherworldly paranormal things. And she said all her life, she'd always seen like lights and that other people apparently could not see. And she never really knew what it was. And she never had told, she had never told um, Ed this because she just, she never told him. But she said that at this moment, she had a connection with one of the spirits in the house. And she like had an out of body kind of experience. And even Ed said she just went rigid and he was like, she wasn't, you could tell she wasn't there anymore and had this blank stare. And he was like, what's going on with her? That the owner of the house said, Oh, she must sense the spirits. Is that what, is that what Peter looks like when his internet freezes up? <laughs> yes, actually. He's having a worldly experience. have been having a good time looking at Peter's. He's uh... riding right now. Look at him. Yeah. Sorry. It's working, it's working on my side. So it must be Lance's internet. I mean, yeah, I mean, I we know. see him having a moment right now. He's still. I've got that dial up. How about I, now? Pretty good. Anything no. now? No. You're still having the moment. Damn. I just oh. hope nobody calls my Damn. house right now because the internet will cut out. That dial up. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you were talking about like a connection, like with the parent family. You know how the um, the uh, entity, I guess you can call it, uh -huh. basically is like. I would say love, factuated with with the husband, mm -hmm. and the wife gets the the brutal side of this entity, you mm. know, and uh, and so the husband's like, eh, it's a ghost, but you know, it's, it she's harmless, whatever, yeah, she's pretty handsy, but uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's leave her alone. But then the wife is like, you know, uh, getting Bitch. like this, like yeah. So uh, that's a little bit what I was going to go to, but that's what reminded me about that. Like she had that blank stare, like mm. she witnessed something or did something. That, didn't sound like it was, you know, pleasurable, but you know. Well, she, so I was looking more into it and she actually went to this, um, this study in people's auras and their, um, energetic auras, energies basically. And it was a study being done at UCLA and she went and conducted in it because apparently she was one of the few who could see people's auras. Hmm. Oh, I've like, heard about was. this phenomenon. And I forgot what it was called, but there's like this term that goes with it. And it was like, it was trying to be very scientific in nature to explain how everybody has their own aura. You can read the person's energy. Their uh, energy. Yes. Everybody yeah. has their own distinct like energy. And so she actually used this as like the, I would think the initial starting point of how she would explain how demons or entities or whatever, or spirits 
connect with people. They're drawn mm. to people's auras like moths to a flame. And I heard that yep. comparison a lot. It was like certain people are able to see them. And that was a good way to explain how sometimes, I don't know, maybe in those shows that you watch, they're like, what was that? Maybe only one person heard it because according to Lorraine, spirits would almost like, it's not like you're seeing the spirit itself or the entity, but like you're seeing what the entity wants you to see. It's almost like you're seeing a projection of what they would be and everybody based on. So example, Hmm. you have a certain aura that maybe one of the spirits likes, so it could reach out to you and feed off the energy that your body pulls off so that only you can see and interact or like, so I would Even communicate with heal. that entity. Yes. Because it's attracted to my right. the, your energy. energy. And it was all about energy and how spirits feed off our energy, which could make sense in the paranormal sense if like how things always start off kind of slow, but maybe mm. get more scared and you're more fearful and you're more anxious. Maybe that it feeds into more energy. So it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. They're just right. it. like a hurricane. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about these captured energies with the uh, what was that episode we did um, where they could, uh, you know, um, see the future or see the past? The chronovisor. Chronovisor. Oh, right. yeah, that was a good one. Based on energy that's captured, just floating out there. And it's I beautiful. think that's real. I think that's real. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, wasn't it Einstein who had the the idea of that? I think that's all something that they, they use Einstein's relativity. Relativity. Thank you. A lot to explain how energy's never that doesn't ever stop you can't it doesn't cease so it's always there which would explain it bounces off the dome and comes back down hits the earth it bounces back up to the dome and never you know goes past the flat earth dome right (laughs) off the dome (laughs) (laughs) so um i remember um reading somewhere that one uh ed said one thing that he would do um a lot of times is he would get a few clairvoyant people into the house or whatever location they were researching. He wouldn't tell them anything about it. Um, You know, he wouldn't go into the background of like why the family called, you know, he wouldn't go into what they're hearing, what they're seeing, what's going on. That way he could get, I guess, kind of a reading on if everybody agreed, like if they all said, I'm getting really dark energy right now, this, I feel like this happened and that happened, whatever. That was kind of part of his research to get several in there Mm -hmm. to, uh, to kind of get a gauge on the situation, but uh, a lot of their cases are some of the most popular, like mo- uh, horror movies of all time, like mm-hmm. the Amityville Horror, The Conjuring, Annabelle. They did yeah. all, you know, they investigated all that stuff. Um, yeah. So, so they were called in for Amityville Horror too, and honestly, but they weren't the first one. There was another yeah. medium who came in with Amityville Horror, and she was the one who said your daughter is seeing the spirit of this little girl named Jody. And uh, it's just this little girl. And, um, but then when the Warrens later, because it wasn't stopping like the, the hauntings and whatnot, the Warrens came in because, you know, they were starting to get a little more well-known at that point because by Amityville, they'd already done the conjuring case. They'd already done the parent case. And so they had a little more notoriety and so they came in and said, and they were the ones who said, no, this is a demon. These are dark spirits. It's not this little girl's spirit. Mm-hmm. And they right. were the ones who started t- talking about it's um, bringing in like, uh, I think I want to say they were the ones who mentioned the Indian reserve and 
all that kind of stuff. And they said it was more of that kind, like there's demons involved. Interesting. Yeah. There's another case they did called Lin, uh, Lindley street. I've never heard of it until I was like, just kind of reading over some stuff the past week or whatever, but it's got a lot of the same stuff. Um, like a talking cat, you know, in Amityville, there was the, um, the oh, was that's where it comes up in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> the talking cat, right? Um, well, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Zachary. Bing. That's right. You need to watch it. And uh, which is weird, the Lindley Street case, uh, it says that activity, paranormal activity reached a peak in November 1974, which was when mm. DeFeo killed his six family members. Huh. Interesting. Maybe there is a connection of energy. It might be. I forgot yeah, what I that's like called. The um, vortexes and the ley lines, and maybe it is all connected, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like The Shining, how... That was over a, a, a Native American uh, burial ground or something like that. Mm-hmm. Was and it the, the same way too? Was I think it might have been. Oh yeah, the the graveyard. Uh, that's a common Stephen King uh, trope, I guess. But um, yeah, I think that I think that energy has a has an effect way after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I like going to haunted places, you know, and. Uh, Knowing the history of it and then just kind of sitting in the dark and just waiting, you know. Um, that seems cool that. and scary at the same that time. That sounds awesome and scary at yeah, the same right? time. It's kind of my skydiving. I wouldn't <laughs> sit, I wouldn't sit there and wait for something to happen. I would want to move around. It's kind of like it's a good idea until you're there. Peter, would you <laughs> call like who whose idea was this? <laughs> Why who brought us here? Peter, would you call it your skydiving? Oh, <laughs> So that's uh, good. We're, that's so good. We're gonna do uh, Peter's Woods. I feel like we're gonna have a lot of those stories to where, um, you know, you hear about a certain thing happening, and you're, yeah, a lot of scary stories coming up next week. I'm looking forward to it. Y'all gonna watch Blair Witch before you go out there, right? Yeah, we're gonna watch oh. it again. I, I gotta, I gotta look up um, Peter's Peter's theory on who the witch is. Yeah, uh, I've I've watched it a couple times recently. It's great. It's great. You, you know, hear- I thought it was that old lady too. But then yeah. I, I want to say it's not because I want to say that it's still the aspect of it's whatever scariest thing you imagine. And that's the witch. Like it's always going to be something absolutely terrifying because you're yeah. your, own, your own worst enemy. Right. Yeah, that's that's what Lance was saying on a, uh, whenever it was a couple episodes ago, like stranger. Like, I agree with Lance. Stranger things like ruin the, the Demogorgon. Yeah. As soon as you see it, your fear is gone. Absolutely. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I Cloverfield's the show. same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of once different you, uh, movies like that. Once they reveal the CGI monster, you're like, I'm out, you know. Yeah. It just looks like so it, the... it. it can even do it in a really good, uh, you know, way. It's just, it's still just your imagination to yeah. trump. The only movie I let it slide in was Signs when the alien finally revealed itself at the end. It was a little cheesy. We can all agree. But, man, that movie's good. good. Yeah, the buildup was really good to that one. Yeah, it was and great. Salem's Lot's vampire. Oh yeah, great vampire, great, great, great. great. <laughs> Terrific well, vampire. I've never seen it, but the image y'all put up, I was like, I don't want that. I don't there, want anything to do with that. Right. It, wow. I mean, it's it's one of the scariest. I mean, if you just see that suddenly, like it's uh, there's a scene in the movie where it just jumps out and just ah, mm-hmm. and I I spit out my drink. Watching that, I was like, "Now that's scary." Like you did before we went on air. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I about threw up. <laughs> hey, so there was this, uh, well, I, I hate to even bring it up because I don't know the movie title, but there was this movie you were talking about on one episode, and it is one of the few times where you see the monster, and it's scarier than it is, which you could imagine. And it was like, it was like the the military's in this uh, building, and then they kind of scan up. You know, and they see this monster up there just creeping in the ceiling. Oh yeah, that was uh that was the Amazon Prime uh movie. Um uh what is it called? That was good. Yeah, the way that monster revealed itself. It had Chris Pratt in it. What's the Tomorrow yeah. War? Tomorrow, Tomorrow War. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Uh that was excellent. Not the yeah. best movie. Excellent reveal of a monster. Yeah, excellent reveal. And then it just turned, it gradually became more schlock as it went on. Like at the end, yeah, he was like yeah, yeah. punching, punching him with his big muscly arms. It should have just stopped like, at that scene. And then the monster's never seen before. And it would be like, just, you know. I right. Like Chris Pratt when he was chunky. Right. Parks and Reg Days. Yep. Did, y'all, did y'all see those uh, those Jurassic Parks? He's punching the dinosaurs oh, <laughs> with his big arms. <laughs> I cannot stand the scene. He's driving through the forest on his bike or it's his so bad. motorcycle. And and he's just put on more weight. He's not even again. like bouncing or moving. He's just riding straight on like a Harley through the forest. It's weird. <laughs> if, you we do, if you did that in real life, you would just totally, it would just kill you. <laughs> I think how pissed off Lance is about it. I, I, <laughs> Let's just change the subject. I was going to say, I'm sorry, but I might have to go a little bit. I mean, let's just talk about that shit. We'll edit all this other, you know, Amityville horror stuff out and just talk about this. Let's just talk about how angry you are at Chris Pratt. I like Chris Pratt. He's great. We love you. All right, back to ghost stories. Go way back. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, do you know what Ed and Lorraine's very first case was? Maybe. Case of the Munchies. I opened up the question, then I'm like, I don't know if that was their first case. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the first, uh, let me rephrase, the first major case. I would. Uh, that has become a movie. Oh, <gasps> it was the Annabelle. It was. Yeah. High five for you. All right. Yay. Let's talk about wow. that. Okay. Talk about uh, so, Lucifer. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Not me. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> well, Annabelle wasn't like what the doll was in the movie, which I've only, I haven't seen the movie, but I only saw images, and the doll's terrifying. It was actually a Raggedy Ann doll. Oh, you know Raggedy Ann? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a Raggedy Ann doll, and it was a girl who had gotten this doll from her mom. She was, first of all, 28. I don't know the significance of getting a Raggedy Ann at 28, but she took it's it like with it. her hmm. to college, I guess, and then it was her and her roommate. But then the doll, apparently the doll would move around like she'd put her on the couch and leave for the day and come back. And the doll would be on her bed with the door closed and nobody would have been home. I've heard that's where the uh, movie Toy Story came from, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but and then like it would just move around like not fit, anyway. And then all of a sudden they would find notes. And the notes would be written in like a hand, like a child's handwriting. And it would say like, help me. Oh, Lord. And it was written on paper, like parchment paper that they didn't have. Oh, my God. And then this is all according to like story. And then it it gets a little ridiculous, though. So I question some of it. And then sometimes and then like one of the girls got a boyfriend who would stay over. And then he claims he saw the doll crawl towards him, like saw it moving, a raggedy and doll. 
And then it it's actually kind of funny, so I'm gonna try not to laugh. <laughs> but it but it would come up to him, it came up to him one night and like strangled him. <laughs> but I'm you like Peter, you got Peter's attention. But I'm like <laughs> <laughs> But I'm like, it's a raggedy end. Like, Hell yeah. Have you all seen those? They're like, they don't even have like plastic. Yeah, they don't yeah, have yeah, opposable thumbs. Cloth. Yeah. So I'm like, buddy. It's the raggedy end. Is that the, the redhead doll? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm like, buddy. Did suddenly it, it suddenly it had Chris Pratt arms and was choking. Dragging <laughs> 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 on a dinosaur. Yeah. And until he passed out and woke up the next morning and it wasn't on. Like I was like, okay. But I feel like that takes the fear out of it. But anyway, well, so, I mean, but they would claim they would hear, like, in the middle of the night, they would hear little footprints. Like, <laughs> oh, man. I, mean, I, know, I know. It's like, it's, it's if we were to take Chucky and take out all the uh, the hard plastics and everything, and it's, it's just a, a, it's little a cloth It's a cloth character. doll. My know. movie would I'm end like, quick. I would shoot a doll. How how are you as a grown ass man gonna let a raggedy Ann doll choke you? <laughs> I don't know. How, a grown ass anybody. I don't just, know. If I'm sitting here and a and doll's walking to me, I'm scared. I mean, you just gonna, too much soy. You're gonna, gonna swat it, and then it's gone. I don't know. But that was the claim. Raggedy. Yeah, Ann. I can um, see hmm. why they changed the the doll in the movies. Yeah, that um. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Un unscribed. I, I think I might have sent you the link. I'm not sure, but it's got like a very detailed case of uh, or detailed description of of uh, several of their cases, and um, it's got uh some quotes from Ed. He's kind of recapping what the family initially told him, and he's saying to the family, he's saying, "All right, before you go any further, let's back up a minute. First, you got the doll for your birthday." After a while, the doll began to move, or at least change places enough for you to notice it. This made you curious, so you decided to have a seance, and a spirit came across that called itself Annabelle Higgins. This supposed little girl was seven years old and asked, asked if it could come live with you by possessing the toy doll. You said yes, out of compassion. Then you renamed the doll Annabelle. And that's pretty much how it started. They oh, did. Wow. I don't know why you would do a seance in that situation. But, well, hmm. so the the... Apparently the boyfriend was like this, get rid of this fucking doll. Like you, something's up. So they had a seance and like, so that's what happened. And then the, the boyfriend was like, get rid of the doll. Like get rid of it. Like you don't need this doll. But they were like, no, no. Yeah, put it in the dumpster. We feel so bad. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to keep the doll. And then instead of getting better, things would get worse. So the, the foot noises, like the moving around, like all this stuff got worse and then, and Lorraine came in, and I think they're the ones who said it's not a girl; it's a de this is a demon that's possessed the doll, which, according to a lot of demonology, would make sense because usually demons will take on the form of small children to come right. off as very innocent and trusting. And, yeah. and trusting. Mm. Wow! Okay. And so, usually, a lot that's of times, fun fact. yeah, fun that's fact. Scary. So, usually, like in times where some people claim to see small children in very spooky, sinister ways, it's more than likely not a small spirit, a small child. It would be the spirit of a, like a demon, which if you know anything about the, um, Oh my God, it's going to kill me. There's a house that is extremely haunted. Apparently. Amityville Horror House. Oh, that no, it's, <laughs> <Horror House. laughs> it's, uh, it's a house. Region, that's extremely, it starts Price with an house. A. It's not Amityville Horror. Um, it starts with an A. Are you sure? But it's uh, <laughs> but it's a little girl 
haunts it, but apparently it's not the girl at all because there's no record of a girl living in this house and dying. So everyone's like, it's a demon. It has to be because there's no evidence of the girl living there. Do you know where this place is? Give me a second. I'm going to look it up. I'll find it. You. So anyway, demons can be look like children, and and you can go. Yeah, look that up. I'm, I'm gonna look I, that up. Sometimes children are little demons. So where um, where do we where do we sit with demons? Like, do y'all believe in them? Do you believe in the demons? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think I do too. Some Plants? some sort of evil entity that exists outside of our uh, our spectrum Realm. of light. Uh, yep. That we just can't sense, but it could, it can occupy us. It could, uh, like we were talking about earlier, it could feed off of our negative energy. I believe in that. Yeah, I, I have a hard time like watching demon movies. Oh, Even really? Though, I mean, those are the scariest type of horror movies to me. Like, uh, yeah. like, like an example. What do you mean, demon movie? Like Exorcist. It's like, like actually Conjuring. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. Mm. Anything that had the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. Like this possession movies i got you i got you you know what always creeped me out doppelgangers i can't deal with movies where you know uh the character changes a little bit but it's it's like barely noticeable but yeah. you know the protagonist knows something's not right with this person that's creepy to me yeah the, the thing being a great uh, modern example or the hole in the ground that's a good demon movie i'll have to check them out but yeah any, any type of possession movie like that it's it's hard for me to watch because you know a lot of people think you're you know even though it's a movie you still might be opening some portal or some realm you know inviting it you know do, into your do house you think or, watching horror movies or certain movies like that uh, in itself is a is a similar act of uh, opening yourself up some people I know some, some people, people that believe so. that some people think so I mean I don't no. necessarily. I mean, there's there's a lot of stories about the actual movie being made, being produced, you know, and stuff like that. Stuff happens yeah. on set and stuff like that. But I don't know if like, you know, watching the final version of a movie, at, you know, actually is inviting something in. I don't right. necessarily believe that, but you know, I don't know. That's a really good point, man. Because I would say no. That just sounds crazy. But when you watch a movie like that, uh, in mm -hmm. any category, you know, it doesn't have to be haunted movies or anything. It could be. Uh, sci-fi or something that you're like you know that just that gets you uh you start thinking about it more and so i could see like your energy kind of opening up right because you're yeah. thinking about it you're thinking it's real and all of a sudden it opens you up to what's really going on uh so it's not necessarily the movie but more or less the, the topic right I'm, um, i mean i will i will go on the record and say i do uh, i'm a horror movie connoisseur and uh, I also listen to a lot of death metal, and I have terrible luck. <laughs> <laughs> you buy those two. But, you know, I still like those things. I mean, maybe it's not good that I like those things. Maybe it has some sort of, you know, we've talked about the negative effects of uh, propaganda, you know, the mind control, Project Mockingbird stuff. Yeah. I mean, it certainly applies to, uh, you know, the, the arts. Uh, that, are, that we consume yeah it's like a you are what you eat kind of thing right so i, I wonder about that creatures. sometimes but you know there there's times where you know i like listening to the metal and stuff that's you know very you know angry and aggressive but then you know i'll listen to celine dion so and the taylor swift yeah, yeah yeah i appreciate both universes if you will and we will 
Right. So we, we brought up the Conjuring movie. Uh, y'all want to hear a little bit about, about that? I also sent you the link if you want to look it up. Uh, I'll change topics on that. Did you, Lucifer, did you have another topic you wanted to go into before I jump ship? Uh, I mean, yeah, I had a place I was going to talk about. I mean, okay, well, talk about it, then we can. I just feel like we've been touching on this a little bit. I just want to mention it. What's that? The what Sally it? House. The Sally House. So it's like that doesn't sound girl. scary at all. It doesn't. But nor does it start with an A. It, uh, it does not start with an A. It was started with an S. I knew it was an S though. No, that was dumb and dumb. Thank you. Um, so Sally House, like it's uh, apparently super super haunted, and um, it's a little girl named Sally, and uh, but it's supposed to be a demon because there was again like there's no evidence if it's a Sally ever being there. Well, the Conjuring. So I want to bring Back it up because we're talking about it. Okay. Uh, so the parents claimed we talked about the parent family just uh-huh. a minute ago, right? This is a true story behind the Conjuring movie. So anybody listening, Conjuring One, I don't know if Conjuring Two is the same. I think it's two different topics, but yeah. same same idea. Uh, so the parent claimed that uh, Bathsheba, Bathsheba, Bathsheba. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why don't you take that? <laughs> Bathsheba. Sorry. Would disturb. No, no, no. Don't apologize. It's 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 on me. Um, Bathsheba, we called it, uh, would disturb the children by moving their toys around and making things disappear. The spirit of Bathsheba, however, had a particular haunted uh, hatred of Carolyn, that was Andrea's mother. Now, I don't know if this is part of the movie, I've never seen the movie, I don't know if this is, but this is a story. So, if yeah. it goes with the movie, let me know. What's going with it? All right, so it was said that Bathsheba was um, factuated with Roger, Carolyn's husband. And uh, as such, wanted Carolyn out of the way. Because of this, Roger only ever encountered Bathsheba's sweeter side with nothing but light-fingered caresses and sensual advances from the spirits. Finger Carolyn, on the <laughs> other hand, <laughs> not He's only... Not me. Uh, An ectogasm, house, sorry. What's that? I said ectogasm. It, d- it didn't work. <laughs> it never does. So for Carolyn, not only would objects in the house disappear, but she reportedly uh, being physically hurt and emotionally tormented. Her energy felt constantly consumed, almost like Bashima, you know, intended to possess her body, trying to take over to get closer to her husband. Um, These entities don't mess around. That was what the movie was based around. I don't yeah, know how closely the movie is to it. Pretty much happens because yeah, it's in the movie. It's the mom that ends up getting possessed. Mm. Does it have anything to do with the the entity wanting to be close to the husband? Not that I remember. Not the movie. In the do movie? you know about the actual Bathsheba? No, that's why I asked. That could have been your name. For the night. <laughs> I didn't yeah, Bathsheba. But, uh, uh, Bathsheba uh, back uh, in the olden days. Um, she lost several children. Um, and so she was claimed, declared a witch back in those olden days because, um, they were claiming that she was the one apparently killing the children. Mm. Um, and that in one instance she was declared a witch because one of the children had died and it had like a pin needle in its head. Like that she had stabbed a pin needle into its head as like a sacrificial thing to the devil. Wow. And hmm. so so the the 
theory is like that she still haunts and curses the house like with her devilish demon ways um but also i think it's kind of harsh to claim that a woman whose children's dying is just like oh you're a witch because your kids are dying which i think it could have also been the very the case the actual case but did she die in the house I'm not sure. I mean, like you kill in the house, but she like, didn't die from like witch trials or anything like that. But yeah. she, I know she was declared as a witch because people were very sus because she was kind of a bitch. <laughs> it, I mean, people knew her. Yeah. As, like, Fucking oh, witch. she's a town bitch. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't helping that she wasn't very kind to a lot of people. Like, I'm, I mean, I don't know, but like, there's that she, witch. She wasn't really like nice and demure and like sweet she was really rude and so people were like oh she must be the one killing her kids that witch and so kind of but she did have a lot of kids a lot of her own children die and pass and so a lot of people were just kind of like so like when she must be a witch when was this Mm. was this like the uh late like way back in like 16 17 like old and olden days like i think the house because the salem witch trials happened in what 1800 (laughs) So I think the house was built like 1700s. <laughs> so it was around that that time period. Don't okay. quote me on that. More like the uh, Salem very old, trials. Very old. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. She's but a she, bitch. She wouldn't be the one. I mean, she wasn't the one who. I, I don't think she, she died by witch trial or anything like that. But everybody was like, she's definitely a witch. Yeah, she yeah. she uh, ended up living a long, you know, happy, prosperous life. Um, I'm just kidding. She has to be. A witch. <laughs> 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 just, just like every other criminal, you know, just that does horrible. About things. 115. Yeah. So, it, so I think like the whole like legend carries on from the the claims from back in the day. So who knows? Hmm. Like her her bitchiness lives on in infamy. So and they wrote books about it. And now there's whole movies, and she had no now idea. All celebrity. she had to do was just say thanks and smile, and there wouldn't be movies about her. And you know, I don't know. Back in the day, there you go. When did the first Conjuring come out? The movie 2013. 2013? Okay, that was... Oh, wow. That's a lot later than I thought. Yeah, I thought it was earlier than that, too. Weird. I'll double check. Um, Yeah, I think it was 2013. But now that's like a whole Conjuring universe. Like, isn't... like? I went to go see... Oh, my God. This is a new... I went to go see The Meg 2 in theaters. The the Meg? It was funny. It's... I don't know if you know this, but it's a comedy. Right. It's... It's not labeled as a comedy, it but it is watch. one. It's just ridiculous. Because at one point I cried. I was laughing so much. <laughs> I was nice. the only one laughing, but it was very funny. Wow. However, uh, during one of the previews before the movie, unfortunately, The Nun came up, and I don't want oh. any part of that. But it's it said that The Nun was a part of the Conjuring universe. That's so it's right. Cool. It's a whole thing now. Yeah. So real, real quick before we move on from the conjuring trivia question, the budget for the conjuring, the first one in 2013, the budget was $20 million. Wow. What did it, what did it rake in at the box office? 300 million. Lance? Uh, 175 million. Amityville? 250 million. 319.5 million. All right. You just said that's, 301. Wow. That's a profit. <laughs> 301. I would always yell, damn it, when they did that on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that won you me prize one time. 300 million. Yep. It's a very popular movie. Well, obviously, all this is just uh, book deals. 
That's all, yeah. you know, and movie Book deals, deals and movie scripts. Horror movies are like a make your money back kind of guarantee due to the low budget. And then, you know, it, mm-hmm. they usually do well at the box office. It's like cheesier they are, better they do. I right. feel like uh, the Warrens came out. The timing was perfect because it was a time when people were very interested in that topic, mm. especially with like um, Annieville coming out. And then you had all those other kind of poltergeist was coming out and like exorcist. So like, I think it was really getting very popular. Right. So then, therefore their popularity went up. So it was just good timing. Strike all the iron's hot. Yeah. But they were like the, the pioneers of the whole um, paranormal thing right i mean they were the ones you called the ghostbusters the people like who else priests at the time weren't even practicing um uh what you call it the uh oh help me out exorcism they were not the the only ones i i wouldn't say i mean they definitely were very well known i guess you could call them pioneers but there was some there was another man who really kick-started it too, who they were like working with and fed off of too. And he isn't getting, he doesn't get as much notoriety. Yeah. I saw him in one of the articles, uh, one of the subjects we talked about, but um, I'm trying to find his name and I feel bad for not knowing it. You know, so it's kind of like, who were they? They were the ones that really put a light to this paranormal stuff. You know, just like there was somebody who put a light to, you know, Bob Lazar put a light to the alien stuff. Right. You know, like there's there's probably a lot of truth to it, but you become a celebrity because you're the one that ex, you know experienced it and got to run with it, and um, doesn't necessarily mean it's all fictional, right? There's and, a grain um, of truth to everything. Yeah, I was gonna say um, priests have been doing exorcism since 1614. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, they probably they probably they probably like shelved it for modern times since it was so uncommon. Hit it back in the Vatican archives. Right. Yeah, they were uh, like, oh, we just did this thing. We need to change the Bible. We need to like, you know, write a new version of it now. They were too busy perving out on the chronovisor. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I'm going to feel bad. There, there was a, no, there was another man. Oh, I don't remember what it is. Yeah, but he's, Eh. Yeah, we'll give that unnamed man credit. Sorry, I don't know your name. Sorry, right. they're right now probably pissed off watching He's this so podcast. Mad. He's gonna his whole, his whole life's work. So man, Ed Lorraine get it. Hey, we'll give you credit. Some person out there. We, I know you're there. <laughs> don't you're know watching. your name, but give you credit right now. You're there. He's with us in spirit. All right. Well, I'm going to go over this real quick since we're since we're in, and then we can. Um, I don't know if Lance. Did you have any more stuff, Lance? Or no, I am done. All right. Then we can go into uh, the personal stuff. So, are you all familiar with the Myrtles Plantation? Little. So, so. I'm, I'm going to assume. Uh, I'm going to assume haunted house and Peter Geist aren't. Go for it. So it's an old plantation home in Louisiana in St. Francisville. So, um, way back in the day, late 1700s, um, there was a guy in Pennsylvania, uh, general David Bradford. Um, he was living in Pennsylvania and he went to Louisiana because of the whiskey rebellion. Let me take a sit. Let me take a swig on that. (laughs) The whiskey rebellion, whiskey rebellion. Um, 
if Lance was alive in like 1780 or 1790, Lance would have been right in the middle of this. The uh, federal, <laughs> the newly formed federal government. Oh wait, yeah. oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> the newly formed federal government placed a tax on whiskey. It's about By right. By God, they weren't going to have it. No, I don't know. So they formed a, a rebellion. There were several insurrections. You don't hear about that. You hear about the Tea Party a lot, but you don't hear about that. You don't hear about the whiskey rebellion for some reason because I, I think that would rile a lot of people up, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, they weren't having it. Uh, many an insurrection happened. Uh, it is rumored that George Washington actually put a bounty on this guy's head. Um, wow! The guy that initially built the the plantation house and, and bought all the land. So in order to avoid that, he went south. Ended up in Louisiana. Well. It wasn't Louisiana then. It was actually Spanish territory then. That's why he fled to Louisiana, or that what's now known as Louisiana, hmm. that part. Uh, it was actually Spanish territory. Um, he was. Uh, I, f- I forgot what I forgot what legal term they used, but he was welcomed um, for something. I can't remember. Anyway, he was granted uh, a pardon. I think Washington ended up pardoning him, but he ended up staying in Louisiana uh, and. The original land was like 650 acres, and he bought it for like a dollar twenty-five an acre. How crazy is that? Wow. 625 acres now would be probably seventy-five million dollars, probably. Right. In certain places. Jesus. So he he builds it. It's like an eight. It's a, like an eight-room house, or whatever, and nothing really happens while he's there. Um, it happens after I think his daughter marries um, uh, somebody, and that's when. Daughter marries uh, somebody. Do what? Huh? Huh? I'm calling. No, I'm listening. <laughs> so th- that's when the first um, kind of legend comes into play. So his daughter married a guy named Clark Woodruff, um, I think, who was a judge. And Clark got his wife pregnant. And apparently, back in those days, it was normal for a man to take on a mistress or a um, forgot what the word is, a concubine, I guess, while his wife's pregnant. Um, a what? What was the word? Concubine. Huh. A harem. Whether or, they wanted to be or not. I'm yeah. just gonna say a mistress, I guess. A slut. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> One hour twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, there was a. They had slaves on the property, and there was an enslaved girl named Chloe, um, and that is who um, Mr. Woodruff took to be his mistress during his wife's pregnancy. Um, brought her in from the field uh, to be a house slave, uh, you know, do the dishes, laundry, take care of the kids. Amen. And be, and be his mistress. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going in the... All right, Tate. <laughs> he's he's gonna, have a lot of, uh... he's gonna have a long list. Yeah, he's gonna have a lot of editing. <laughs> editing. All right, so um, <laughs> anyway, uh, his wife ends up having the baby, and then uh, shortly thereafter, I guess for whatever reason, he starts to lose interest in Chloe. Um, doesn't give her as much attention anymore. It's obvious that you know um, the the thing they had is going to end. So. She starts eavesdropping, you know, he's, you know, he owns 650 acres back then, um, runs yeah. the plantation. He's obviously, you know, a wealthy man. So she starts eavesdropping, um, you know, when he's, he's behind closed doors, literally behind closed doors. Um, legend has it that she was caught, uh, eavesdropping and they took her 
cut her ear off. You know, like when you, you know, back in the old days, if you, you know, rob somebody, you get your hand cut off. Right. So they cut her ear off, apparently. Um, and then in order to kind of not have it be so weird, she ended up wearing this weird um, turban or, or some sort of headdress or whatever to cover it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she really didn't want to be punished anymore. She didn't want to have to go back into the field um, outside, you know, because you know, it's, I, I guess it was better doing inside stuff than outside, obviously. Um, so she decided this grand plan, uh, she was going to bake a cake and she was going to put a little bit of poison in it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it's my. not your run of the mill. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to make a cake saying, please let me stay. So all the problems, bake a cake, make a sandwich. It's yeah. not the cake you want to eat. Imagine getting a local bakery to make that cake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So in the cake, she put um, some juices from the oleander leaf. I'm not really familiar what that is, but apparently it's it's uh, secretions are poisonous. Yeah. And she put just enough in there to whoever ate it would just get sick, and then she would be able to nurse them back to health. She'd be thanked. They'd you know mm. the the family would be thanking God that she was there, you know, and she'd be able to keep her position in the house and and live comfortably, relatively comfortably, and and all that good stuff. Well, didn't go as planned. Uh, the kids died that ate the cake. All but one, excuse me. All but one of the kids died. So her plan went south. Um, she told the fellow slaves what was going on, and they didn't want to be harboring a fugitive, if you will. Mm-hmm. So they told because they would get in trouble too if if uh, it was found out that they knew what was going on and what happened and the real reason they got sick and died. So they snitched on her and they hung her on the property. Oh my! Make stitches. That's right. Took her body, put some weights on it with whatever they used, and threw her in the Mississippi River, and that was that. Jesus. So that's the uh, legend of Chloe, and she is supposedly the main one that gets seen on the property. Mm -hmm. Oh my God! Yeah. So there's been reports. I got a couple pictures of supposedly that I'll uh, share here in a minute. What? Yeah, but in one of the bedrooms. it's it's said it's a bed and breakfast now this place. So if we ever if we ever we do go. start doing some television t- style episodes, this is this is now on the list. We gotta go. Oh yeah, because I've he- I've heard of this place before, but um I didn't really do a whole lot of like like there was on an old unsolved mysteries episode before, which is probably where I saw it. This mm. is Myrtle's plantation. Yep. Myrtle's plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana. You know I have a different version of her story. Another uh, vortex, by the way. Oh. Uh-uh. Yes, that's crazy. I saw no that. No shit. I had no idea because I knew I didn't know about it, but I knew you were going to talk about it, and I saw that on the list of one of the vortexes. That's actually kind of creepy. Yeah. Wow. I live on a vortex. Yeah. But that's sorry, when you, that that's when you play no, the. You're fine. you're fine. That's when you play the Stone Cold Glass right there. Oh shit! Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, that's breaking. That's, that's cool. breaking. Yeah. That's a cool connection. Holy crap! Um, What's your version? So I had heard several ver like. One of two, and yours was one where she tried to get him a little sick to nurse him back to health. Mm-hmm. Another version I heard was it was complete retribution, like she uh, purposely killed them, and it wasn't just the little girl who died, it was the wife and both girls because they ended up having two daughters, right. and that it was very purposeful that she wanted him to live and suffer with the death of the children. And oh that he, he was completely wrecked afterwards and that he had like was destroying stuff and like burning parts of his property. And like basically her plan was go was working out like she wanted him to absolutely suffer. So he for did cutting survive. Her off. So she purposely let him survive. 
So she didn't let him eat the cake, but she fed the cake with oh, the oleander toxic. Just to fuck with him. Just to fuck with him oh because for cutting God. his ear, for cutting her ear off. That probably makes more and sense. And probably leaving her. That does make sense. But but that both so make sense yeah. if you think about it. Like one, I want him to see how useful I am. So maybe I'll give him just enough to nurse them back to health. Because she was also their caretaker. Like she was right. known, like she was their nanny. Like she was helping to raise yeah, these like kids. You need me so it makes yeah. sense to only get them sick if she really cared for them. But I'd also heard that whenever her ear was chopped off, she took that as I do all these things for you. And this is how you repay me. Like you, I was your mistress for so long and this is what you do. Okay. And then, so she had a retribution, but the, her ending was the same. Right, she Lisa. would go to the back to the um, slave quarters, and that the the fellow enslaved people like heard about it, and that they said, "We're not going to get in trouble for what she did." Like no. they started seeing her as a witch too. Like they saw it very like witch like, if you will. Oh, and so geez. they separation. So they My hanged hate. her in the tree. Yeah. Like same thing. It was the same ending, but different purpose, like different stuff like that. Right. But I've also heard, I don't know if, if, if you saw this, um, but researchers said there's no evidence a Chloe existed. Like there's no yeah. evidence that there was ever a Chloe, like a slave or that, that even the kids had ever died. Yeah. I was going to go into record, that after that. Sorry. No, you know, no I'm saying, yeah, I was like, yeah, I've heard I was going to no. go into it after that. Yeah. There's no record. Like, um, the U S federal census confirmed that the family owned five enslaved people in 1820. Mm -hmm. And 32 in 1830. Um, documentation does not support the legend as there are no records of the Woodruffs ever owning a slave named Chloe or Chloe. There's different uh, two different spellings. Mm -hmm. um, the legend usually claims that Sarah and her two daughters were poisoned, but Mary Octavia survived into adulthood. Um, Sarah, James, and Cornelia Woodruff were not killed by poisoning, but uh, instead succumbed to yellow fever. Yes. Um, so regardless of the factual inaccuracies to the story, some believe uh, a woman, wear, woman wearing a green turban haunts the plantation, which they in turn believe Chloe. Oh, See, I Jesus. think legend comes from some kind of truth, though. Like yeah, that story is passed around so much, regardless of intentional or unintentional. There's got to be some kind of truth yeah. there, whatever the story was. I think there had to have been something happened to make mm -hmm. Because there's, like you said, you have the images, which is awesome. Of, I can't wait to see somebody these. there with the turban. Because I think I've seen the images, at least one of them you might have, where it, there's a distinct turban. Like you can see the 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 specter wearing like a turban on their head okay. or something Pull like that. Pull up that bean footage. We have it? Yeah, we got it. It's oh, man. This cool. Um, yeah, let's do it. Dude, chill out. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> I built it up. Yeah. yeah. I wonder it's if there. we it's had actually, the photos. It's really cool. It's, she's like on the, like the front porch, if you will, like yeah, on the front, in the front. We're talking the big show to make sure we have it, you know? It is. It's pretty cool. The big it, show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, regardless of no record. And even then, like how great was record keeping? I was going to say, who's to say they didn't just erase, you know? I don't trust records from back then too much. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm back and forth on history so in general. So this picture is actually from the early nineties. Yeah, it's a crepe myrtle. Yeah, that's um, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the plantation was named after the crepe myrtle. Really? Yeah. Good job, Lance. Oh, we, oh wow. I know my plants. There you go. What was it? What was it called before? The crepe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can you zoom in a little bit? 
Let's you know, I don't know what it was Look called at before. that. It's yeah, called Laurel, be... Laurel Grove. I mean, I'm sold. It's so this, this picture everything. was yeah, it's this picture was taken in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, the current owner or owners, whatever, uh, the family that owns it now runs it as a bed and breakfast. They bought it in 92. They were taking this picture for insurance purposes uh, to send it to the insurance company and blah, blah, blah. Insurance company sent it back. I was like, hey, you got a staff member in the picture. We need you to retake it. Oh, shit. Um, and they're like, wait, what? And there you go. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it could be that. I don't know. Was that one hour thirty five minutes? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, how it's do you a little pixely transparent like that. Like you can't, you can't have a bush that's going to be uh, transparent. You know, as clear as that is. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you can you can kind of make out the head. There's you know you can see a darker area on top, which is might be the turban. Hmm. You know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. What about that orb bottom, bottom right, right there, brother? That's Ooh. even pretty interesting. What, the, what the hell is even that? Is, that? is that the vortex? You know, I looked up distinct types of ghosts before I came on the yeah. podcast today. I did. Oh, I knew about some types, like the orbs and demonic and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and there was one that shows up more in pictures um and they would be the ones that you would see so i'm trying to look through my notes here yeah and i think they are the going to be the called the intelligent interactive ghosts Hmm. intelligent interactive ghosts so they would be the ones that actually have like thought process and stuff to them like they are the ones who would have died from a traumatic event or had unfinished business or died suddenly and don't even know that they're dead or oh, wow. are so emotionally attached to a person or to a place that they can't let go or that there's some kind of injustice, emotional injustice involved. Oh, and so wow. their soul roams the plane still because they can't move on. Right. And that's, that's what I was asking earlier about if you think people are, or spirits or whatever are attached to. Like they're lost. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're there's, lost. um, like if you're in one of the rooms, I don't know if it's all the rooms or one of the rooms that you stay, if we you know, were to stay in there, there's, there's reports of guests basically kind of being tucked in, you know, they're, they're laying in bed about to fall asleep or they are sleeping cover might, you know, drop a little bit or something, or, you know, they might stick their leg out. And then next thing they know their, their leg is tucked back in or their, you know, the covers are pulled back up a little further and people think it's her. And, you know, if you're a woman, take your earrings out at night, go to bed. There's been reports of one earring that either gets moved or comes up missing. Weird. Because of the one ear. So. Oh, the one ear that was. Damn. How did you not catch on to that? I had a little help. (laughs) So I got got another picture. Um, We were talking about two different stories. (laughs) Yeah, we're still in the Amityville Whorehouse. Whore. (laughs) Whore. I know about those horror houses now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, just right off top, do you see it, anybody? Uh, I'm scanning, 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 uh, scanning, scanning. left. The yeah, there's some kind of shadow over there. What the hell is that? Or maybe, what's that bottom right? I don't no. see it. And why they would cover the face of the uh, bottom right if that was a ghost. So uh, I don't, I don't wanna, know. I what don't are we looking at? It. It's going to scare me. All right, zoom in on there. Let's oh, see what that is. 
All right, it looks like a picture. This is a picture of somebody posing under their front porch. We're zooming oh, in. I see it. It's a child. It's a child. Oh, that's that's. You'd have to be really looking to find that in the drapes. That's, that's really scary looking. Right there in the purple drapes. That's creepy. Ah! <laughs> so yeah, that's. I mean, that's. All right, Ned. That's a. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Let's let's look for more. What about the left window? Start looking for other uh, entities. <laughs> we got time. Ooh, um, this has nothing to do with it, but I like those shutters and I like the color of those yeah. shutters. It definitely should be on like Love house it. to home or something. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Southern living. So <laughs> those are nice. Wow, wow that was, okay. Ghost girl could do less of. Yeah, I didn't like the drapes. They were mm. something sus about that. Purple Super sus. That was a that was a scary little reflection there. I'm I'm kind of creeped yeah. out by that. Yeah. That so do y'all do y'all believe in ghosts? Let's be real. Like, let's leave it out there. I'm not trying to cut you off. If you have more on that. I just, I, I, I do. In that drapes picture, just curious. I do. I do Definitely. believe in ghosts. There's got to be uh, some sort of residual energy. Absolutely, at least, because at least. we just we've always heard so much and we've all experienced something. Most people, I think, have experienced something that they can't explain. Uh, it could be uh, very minute, but uh, you know, other people experience crazy shit. So yep. uh, hmm. something's going on out there. We don't know what it is, but yeah, we have our guesses. Yeah, let me uh, let me wrap this up real quick, and then we'll get into the personals to close it out. So um, nice. After after uh, Woodruff owned it, um, Ruffin Sterling married the sole survivor daughter. Um, mm. That uh, either they died from the poisoning or they died from yellow fever, whichever one. You know the, the mm. rest of the family. The sole survivor married a guy named Ruffin Sterling, uh, and back in his room, uh, the Ruffin Sterling room is now what they call it. Used to be the nursery. So you can hear babies laughing, children laughing. You can hear, you know, coins clanging, you know, like coins in a pocket, you know. Um, there was a lady that, you know, had, she was laying in bed and, you know, had her like, had her toes pulled. You know, it's just like little mischievous stuff like that happening. You know, tons of reports about that. And another crazy thing, later, um, a guy named William Winters, he took ownership in the 1860s. And in the 1870s, he was shot on the porch. Uh, they were hanging out. Um, towards the front of the house and some guy came up to the house on horseback saying he needed a lawyer for something. They didn't know who the guy was. Uh, he went out on the porch. Guy shot him with a shotgun, blew him back into the house and he tried to crawl his way up to the steps to where his wife was and he died on the 17th step. Um, so now uh, guests have reported they'll hear 17 footsteps at night um, going up that staircase creepy how do they know to start counting the steps because it do, they said it'll do it like three times it said okay which i don't know wow. why it'll do it three times but interesting it's just what they said we the only way to find out is to go there ourselves there you go so After i would, I would do something woods, like that you go to myrtle's plantation don't eat yeah. the cake don't eat the cake peter don't eat the cake whoops it was good his mouth's covered in ice. Oh, oh man, my stomach is feeling weird. Yeah. Oh. Must be the oleander. <laughs> Yikes.
All right, so I got one more picture real quick. All right. Let me share the screen. All right, so this is the picture. Oh, I don't like the mirror. Yeah, mirrors are scary. I love these old, uh, old timey, uh, like Victorian and just colonial like style architecture and furniture. Right. I love it, but knowing I'm supposed to find something in this picture that's going to be right. spectral is terrifying. Any mirror above a mantle, you know, there's going to be something screwed well, up. And it. a lot of cultures' mirrors are very like are are portals or like gateways to things. Right. That's why a lot of the Jewish uh -oh, culture I've, after I've death, they'll, they'll cover them up. Yeah, hold on. Really? All right, so this yeah. this is the key thing right here. There's, this is one of the pictures on the wall. Okay. Cute. Love so, her chubby little arms. So here's, let me go through. This this guy took a picture in the mirror. Him okay. and his friends that are there. Okay. By the mid left. Is that not oh, him yeah. taking the picture? What the hell is even that? It could be something. Could be. The, he's, uh, the guy that took the picture said they were the only people in the room, him and his two or three friends, and there was no... Okay, so there's the back of his head. So if you, oh, if you okay, it's more two, clear there. That does look like a, a face. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. It, it, even, it even looks like a face right next to her, too. Mm -hmm. Weird. So we might have two things going on right there. That's cool. Creepy. Looks like another face behind that face. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, messed up, man. Like that's bigger, definitely that was like a definitely a demon. child's face. A bigger demon makes me sad for the ghost baby child. I know it's like so innocent. Like, they don't know what they're doing. Ghost baby child just wandering around, and and uh, you know, are they, it's like a frame rate thing. I mean, why did they get captured on uh, camera and yet nobody saw them in the room? I don't know. Or hmm. ghosts? Like uh, I don't know why that happens. It's um, it's the same thing I say about the coronavirus and stuff. There's got to be. If that residual energy is out there, it's just something has to be either invented to capture it, you know, because like I remember saying this to Peter a few like a couple months ago. I was like, think of how crazy just the concept of a photograph is. Right. You know, it's or, nuts. Or even this microphone, how crazy it is. And what is the cost of your soul <laughs> with each picture snapped? I don't know. It's true. Right. Hey, you were going somewhere. I liked it. That was Dorian Gray. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, but anyway, uh, mirrors, photography, there's weird stuff going on with that. Right. They, you can you can experience things uh, of the Abbey normal through uh, photography and mirrors. There, that should have been your name for the night, Abbey normal. <laughs> Love it. All right. So that's going to do it for Ghost Stories uh, tonight. We thank everybody for joining. Again, if you're listening on the podcast, go to the episode description so you can get all our social media links. Uh, join us next time here on twitch.tv slash room2008ENT. We will see y'all next time. Room 2008 is out.